0: I knew instantly what he wanted when he messaged me that cold, wintry afternoon in February of 2021. It had been snowing for three days, which gave us only one thing to do while hiding out from the blistering wind and frozen precipitation, and that was to hide out in our warm houses. His fiery red hair suggested that maybe he had no soul and would want to kill me, but I knew better, especially with the way he bit his lip and looked at my lips and then deeply into my eyes. I knew he wanted to discuss a movie. But what he didn't know is that this podcast contains spoilers for Wonder Boys. You have been warned.
1: And it was here at this time, he proclaimed, What's up, everybody? My name is Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. He looked longingly into the microphone before he said a word. But really, what he wanted to say was,
0: "Hello, is it me you're looking for?" Melodically. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's something. It's, uh.
1: uh. So a nice little change of pace from time to time yeah, right there yeah definitely
0: i i did my best to imitate a novelist in the uh mm. the turn of the millennium but mm. i probably failed but anyway how you doing i'm i'm not
1: bad my man That's cool. we had a nice little uh, snowstorm here yes. for the last 2 days which yes. was so much fun
0: yeah it was Peanut loves did was it look at it Pina lost her legs in the snow mhm uh, it was gorgeous. I share a driveway with my neighbor who has a mm. snowplow, so my shoveling is very minimal. Thank god, oh, you lucky, lucky dog! Yeah, because you've seen how big my driveway is. If I had to shovel even like a a fraction of that, Mm-hmm. even how steep it is, too. Yeah, I mean, all I have to do is like he, he leaves like a foot of snow in front of my car, which mm-hmm. I have to get, and then in front of my garage. Yeah, which is smart if you don't want to get sued for damage. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get why he does that. Um, But yeah, anyway, that's my story. How's your snow days going? uh,
1: I got to sit in my room and look at it because I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, and I
0: I saw you watched a few movies, a little bit more than normal.
1: Uh, Technically, no. I watched three, which one one of them was (laughs) our movie.
0: Okay, well, Well, I think it was just that they were all today that it was mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe. Yeah,
1: I just usually on Tuesdays would just crank out a bunch of movies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to catch up.
0: Yeah. Were any of them crank? Uh, no, I haven't watched that in a so little y- bit. You didn't well, there is a you crank review out, on the
1: uh, YouTube channel. Oh. A- <laughs> it's such a segue.
0: Yeah. Uh, what'd <laughs> um, you watch this
1: week? Well, let me start by saying uh, the first movie that I watched today was The Dig, Ooh. which has uh Ray Fiends, Carrie Mulligan, Lily James, a bunch of other people in it. It was actually um, I think it like literally just came out. hmm Quite actually, literally. Yeah. Because it popped up, it was on number three, and I was like, you know what? That looks... I've I seen Carrie Mulligan enough that I want to see this, and then I realized Ray Fiends was in it, and I was like, oh, shoot. And then I realized Lily James was in it, and then I realized uh, that this was a movie about uh, an archaeologist, or more Ooh. matter of fact, uh, an excavator, um, which is Ray Fiends. It was really cool. It was like a... I don't know what Lily James's obsession is. I don't even know if it's technically an obsession, but she's in
0: a lot of World War Two movies. Yeah. <laughs> At
1: least two, which is insane. <laughs> I mean, she's got a wow. very
0: she's got a very classic look. True. Um, so she probably gets
1: called for them a lot. Um, it was kind of a nice uh it was a nice movie. It was like I don't really see like, you know, other than the mummy, really that many like excavation type archaeologist movies
0: i Uh, used to want to be an archaeologist so i'm uh, very intrigued yeah i knew nothing about this i knew nothing about this and just saw the title and i was like i mean ray fiends that's enough Mm -hmm. to watch a movie i'll watch it one day but now that i know it's about archaeology i will definitely watch it
1: yeah i might have given it a higher score than you know i should have but you know what? i don't care hey don't apologize don't you You
0: apologize one bit Little but, uh, bun.
1: Maybe because it's just been a while since I saw a movie. I was like, wow, a whole week.
0: I'm going to yeah. give
1: this one extra special love. <laughs> it's like, it, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then after that, I watched uh, our movie, which we will discuss. And then mm-hmm. I watched one called Six Balloons, um, which Ooh. has Abby Jackson, uh, Dave DeFranco, a couple other people in there as well. came out in 2018. It's about a... Uh, you know this girl, uh, Abby Abby Jacobson. You know plays who finds out that her brother is on heroin again, mm. and she's like dragging him all around L. A. to like get him to detox, and you know just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun, really. Is it a comedy? Uh, no, absolutely not.
0: Okay, <laughs> no, because those there's, there's the all,
1: sarcasm. All
0: of those actors.
1: Yeah, it could all... go
0: like I I know that it was gonna like. Touched softly on the addiction part like i didn't think mm-hmm. it was gonna be 100 well, it, it comedy. wasn't
1: yeah it wasn't really yeah. that soft it was yeah. uh, it, it was no like requiem for a dream but there's a certain point where it gets it's pretty dark yeah and then uh yeah all these actors are pretty much comedians and like they there was not really any sight of comedy that much
0: That's i mean good. it
1: wasn't it wasn't like you know exactly the darkest movie but mm-hmm. like it wasn't really lighthearted either um mm-hmm. but like uh the 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 parents of the this, like, brother and sister of the siblings. Uh, if, like, this is completely a joke, and it's a bad joke, and I'm sorry for anybody that actually gets offended by it, but they are so fucking chaotic in the beginning of this movie that I honestly think about doing heroin. Oh, my God. And now that, Yeah, it, it's it's a lot to handle in the first, yeah. like, five minutes with the parents. It's just like, Mom, calm the fuck <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah. Bad joke. Anyway, moving past it. (laughs) Mike, what did you watch? Was that
0: all you watched? Oh yeah, you already said Dick, that's right. And then uh, Wonder Boys, yep. Uh, I watched six movies, including Wonder Boys. The first one I watched is a little documentary called The Last Blockbuster, which Mm -hmm. uh, you could probably guess by the name is about The Last Blockbuster. uh, And about Blockbuster as a whole. It's got a bunch of comedians and a few actors uh, that all have ties to Uh, blockbuster and everything and and sorry
1: i'm just crying and old right now
0: oh yeah it's i miss it i want to drive to bend oregon or just travel to bend oregon for the sole Mm -hmm. purpose of just like renting a movie knowing that i can't really watch it because i'm on vacation there and then just like putting it paying to rent for it and then putting it immediately back Mm -hmm. uh, just to support them Uh, i actually bought their blu-ray copy of it from them and also a t-shirt to try to help support them yeah help them out yeah help them out i I dig it i hope that at some point the whole nostalgia factor of renting comes back obviously i don't think it could stand alone as its own business again but you could have like a combined business of you know like i i've thought about one day opening like a movie theater smokehouse rental house
1: (laughs) yeah that would be pretty awesome
0: yeah uh where you could eat just eat if you wanted to but then also rent a movie or watch a movie Mm -hmm. i think that'd be pretty dope um but yeah so that that's really that's that's uh, that's a movie where if you're not really into movies or you don't remember blockbuster yeah because i i'm i'm assuming everyone that is listening to this is old enough to have lived when blockbuster was a thing they might just not remember it is either um, that
1: or just their parents told them tales of the yonder yes
0: the tales of the, the yonder was it was a great time and they they interview one guy who like absolutely hated it and they like uh and they like make a joke out of it and then they interview the CEO and he's just like yeah i don't think anyone misses blockbuster and the guy <laughs> you you hear the producer of the documentary just be like we've got like a whole bunch of people just like Saying they wish Blockbuster was back, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, that, that's that. I do suggest it if you are, love movies, especially if you miss Blockbuster. Uh, then I went to see two movies in theaters. Uh, we saw me and John Clark saw No Land. I have not replaced you, Glenn. I just know okay. that I know I, I know you're short on money right now. Yeah, so. it's not it's not great. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I will invite you if I can afford to pay for you or also You're good, buddy it's all good yeah i love just you slightly heartbroken there's a i'm chip. sorry oh, it just fell off look I'm at sorry. that yeah. <laughs> anyway we saw nomadland which is with francis mcdormand uh just to show you how desperate theaters are an imax ticket right now is only 14 dollars. holy crap yeah uh which you know if there's any plus to this is that i only had to pay 14 dollars to see an imax movie that mm-hmm. otherwise would probably not be an imax with nomadland yeah um this movie was heartbreaking. Um, it's essentially just like how the there are so many people just being like left behind because there's no programs to retrain people. Uh, mm-hmm. And also a lot of people like once they go through like heartbreaker or you know a, a traumatic situation, they just become nomads where they just kind of move and don't have a home. Well, they, they have a home, but they don't have like a house, a physical house in a town. Yeah. Um, and it's really like it's beautiful, the, the humanity in it all. And, and I highly suggest it. Frances McDormand, uh, she delivers a knockout performance as usual. Uh, pretty much everyone else, with the exception of one or two people in the film, is just a person mm-hmm. that they got to be in this film and. You know, they, the director, Chloe Zhao, I think her name is, uh, she is incredible because whenever you have people who aren't actors and you can get knockout performances from them, that just goes to show you like how in tuned you are with the story and with yeah. the people you're working with. Um, so I, I cannot suggest Nomadland enough. It's, okay. it's a fantastic film. Then we watched the Italian version of Pinocchio, which came out in uh, 2019 you know worldwide but it came out in um america in uh the end of 2020 and has been kind of sticking around because it's one of the only films that's out it's not much competition Um, right now yeah and it's uh starring roberto uh, benigni uh you know from life is beautiful fame Mm -hmm. um and it's this is the closest adaptation of the actual book pinocchio uh, that I am aware of, uh, which makes sense because it's an Italian book and yeah. it's an Italian film. But it's it's got it, it keeps its dark points. It's while it, it's definitely for kids, it's not for little kids like a lot of the newer yeah. Pinocchios are. Because um, even the uh, the Disney version of it, it's 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 pretty dark towards the end. There, yeah. But I mean, compared to compared to that, this is like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's, like, R-rated, but, like...
1: It's in comparison. It's, yeah. It feels like it. <laughs> yeah, there,
0: there are definitely parts that are hard to watch in it. Um, but from... I, I I didn't read the original book, but I read, like, an abridged version of the original book, mm-hmm. which is marketed for kids, but still has, like, the dark aspects of it. Like, there's one scene where uh, these... Uh, Robbers are trying to literally kill Pinocchio, so they hang him from a tree by the neck. And because he's a puppet, he doesn't die. But like, yeah. when you're a kid, that's still pretty dark. And it's I remember, I fashion. remember that being in the abridged version of the book. So it's it's a, it's very dark <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for for. But uh, it's it's really good. It's uh, I, I highly suggest it. It's it's definitely out there, which is good. Um, so yeah, that's Pinocchio. Then I watched the right stuff, which is a 1983 movie about the first astronauts first uh, american astronauts of course yeah um it's uh, directed by uh, phil kaufman i believe um and it's got a whole cast of characters yeah philip kaufman's directed it it's got fred ward dennis quaid ed harris scott glenn sam, sam shepherd barbara hershey uh jeff goldblum's in there <laughs> uh goldblum yeah he, he's the best part for sure um and, and yeah it's it's just about the first astronauts and, and test pilots and, and everything of the, the uh, NASA program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a good movie, but I think it's a little long. It's like yeah. th- three hours, 15 minutes. Holy crap. It could probably be two and a half hours and be brilliant. Yeah. But this was back in the time when, you know, if a movie was going to be long, it was going to be long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do suggest it, but it is long, so to prepare for that. Then I watched oh, At Wo- least
1: you got some gold bloomiums to uh, yes. hold you in.
0: Yeah, he's hilarious in it, honestly. Uh, and uh, then I watched Wonder Boys, which we'll get to in a minute. And then I just finished watching a, f- a couple hours ago uh, Joint Security Area, which is a uh, Park Chan Wook movie this is okay. on the criterion collection which you still have not asked me for my, I, I my gotta get on it. well um, technically
1: i have it i just uh just haven't logged in yet
0: that's true uh park chan wook movie that is about the dmz for those of you who don't know what the dmz is it stands for demilitarized zone it is mm-hmm. essentially the border of north korea and south korea where there is a constant military standoff uh just to make sure that the other country doesn't pull any shit. Yeah. And this film is about uh a group of soldiers, two of which are South Korean, two of which are North Korean that kind of build a friendship and then things happen and I don't want to yeah, I don't want to say too much cuz I'll give it away. Yeah. But it's an incredible film and really just kind of puts everything into perspective regarding the Korean War and the DMZ and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's Joint Security Area. I don't know where else you can watch it, but sign up for the Criterion channel because it's great. Absolutely. I mean, you should already be on there. Yeah. you're not, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, Glenn. Looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're unemployed, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's all I watched. Uh, let's get into some news. I'm going to go through our news, my news first because I'm hoping mm-hmm. yours is slightly uh, happier. Yeah. Uh, there are three unfortunate noteworthy deaths this week one of which was a couple weeks ago but it just was announced publicly uh yesterday uh the first um is uh Dustin Diamond who played Screech on Saved by the Bell he mm-hmm. unfortunately passed away uh after a battle with cancer um and he was uh 44 years old and uh of course he played a very iconic role on TV
1: I didn't realize he was that young
0: yeah yeah, his forty in a mid forties, and uh, yeah, that's just kind of something that I was not expecting, and mm-hmm. very sad. Um, and not to you know move on too fast, but we don't want to keep the downer too much. Yep. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Hal Holbrook, who uh, Oscar nominated uh, Oscar nominated actor uh, for the his role in Into the Wild. He's also in films like Lincoln, All the President's Men. He's in The Fog. He plays Father Malone in The Fog. Mm-hmm. Uh he's he's a very well-established actor. Uh he died at the age of 95. I don't believe there was a cause of death. I think it might have just been natural causes. Yeah. Uh, with his age. Um and uh I mean he, he was the one that died a while ago and was just recently uh Announced. announced because yeah. uh he, yeah he he's already been buried um so he he died on the 23rd of january uh so yeah he's if if i have to suggest anything his performance in into the wild is absolutely heartbreaking mm-hmm. uh and fantastic that's the one that got him his oscar nomination so definitely check that out if you haven't uh that's hal Holbrook, and then uh chloris leachman also died uh on the 27th of january uh for many people would know her as uh Frau Blücher in uh, Young Frankenstein she was so hilarious and just one of the funniest actresses uh she's in uh a movie called The Crudes a lot of people would know um, The
1: Crudes is a big one
0: right now Yep she's in a lot of TV shows uh like uh, American Gods uh she the only reason I'm I'm pausing is because she's got so much. I'm trying to find the, the, the ones yeah. people would know. Raising Hope, uh Phineas and Ferb, just to name a few of her, her shows. Uh she was in she was like one of Adam Sandler's go-tos for mm-hmm. his films. Um so she's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies too, and she was hilarious. Uh so yeah, she will also be missed. But that is all the news I got for this week. I'm hoping you can cheer us up a little bit, Glenn.
1: Yeah, let me just transition from that real quick. Um <laughs> So, uh, I know how Mike feels about the Cloverfield movie. Um, I don't know if you... I know you liked uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't um, have a problem with the first one. Yeah. I, I just... I was over found footage before found yeah. footage really and blew then, up. <laughs> and then
1: there was uh, the Cloverfield Paradox, which was just... It uh, was a thing. And uh, now we just <laughs> got an announcement that there will be a Cloverfield sequel, whether or not you know there if you want to put technicalities in it there's i don't know it's like a universe right now so i don't know what that actually technically means whether it'll take place at the same time as the first movie or like a sequel to that or if it's just another kind of like universe thing with that right now cuz uh the second movie was kind of like aliens and and shit and this one was like uh so like monster aliens maybe it's, it's it's a very confusing thing but regardless they're coming up with a sequel for it so we got that there in the books mhm so there's there's that there's kind of my movie news is that uh JJ's currently working on a sequel to cloverfield cool
0: yeah i still haven't seen the one that's on netflix i'll check Mm. that out i have i've heard very mixed things about it so
1: yeah i want to i want to give it a rewatch. yeah maybe try to watch all of them again yeah i'll watch it just to watch it great but uh yeah that's all i got
0: so there we go all right what a transition (laughs) what a transition so that let's get into our film for this week which is wonder boys hello where exactly are we going? See my wife on the one that left here? Oh. You shot Dr. Gaskell's dog. I had to, didn't I? You could have pulled him off me. I wish you hadn't shot my girlfriend's dog. Even though Poe oh. and I were not exactly what you call simpatico, that's no reason he should have taken two in the chest. Come on, T. I want you to dance with me. Oh, Hannah, yeah, I'm really flattered, honey, but this just isn't the right time. Hi, I'm sorry. Interrupting a uh, teacher student conference? I wonder if this is what the university has in mind when it promises a liberal education. Now, he's a good kid. He's just a little messed up. I'm sure he'll be fine. It's the proper guidance. You're not like my other teachers, Professor Tripp. You're not like my other students, James. I love you, That is a big trunk. It holds a tuba,
1: suitcase, a dead dog, and a garment bag almost perfectly. Yeah,
0: that's just what they used to say in the ads. One of our students is missing, and his parents found a dead dog in his bed.
1: (laughs) Wonder Boys. An English professor tries to deal with his wife leaving him, the arrival of his editor, who has been waiting for his book for seven years and various problems that his friends and associates involve him in. Directed by Curtis Hanson, written by Michael Caban, and the novel, by the way. And then Steve Kloves for the screenplay. Stars Michael Douglas, Tobey Maguire, Francis McDormand. This list is going to go on. Hold your shorts. Uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Kate, Katie Holmes, Rip Torn, and who's, Alan Tudyk. And I think those were like the freaking huge ones that blew my mind when I picked this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's plenty of other people in there.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people. So, let's talk about one. Let's talk about it. I think the most noteworthy thing to me in this, Mm -hmm. it's not any of the performances, it's not the cinematography, it's not the directing or the writing or anything. It Mm. is the accuracy in which they depict Pennsylvania weather. It's true. Because in this, for those of you who aren't from Pennsylvania... Let me ring you a tune, and this is not exclusive to Pennsylvania. There are other places like this, but every time this happens, we say it's Pennsylvania. It snows in this film a lot, but then the very next morning it is raining. Yep, that happens (laughs) so much in Pennsylvania that we got
1: got seasons over here. We we got got we got
0: seasons. We got four seasons every day. Yep. Which is saying, saying it's something. Um, but uh, so w- when that happened in in this, I was just like, whoever wrote this knows Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I didn't check it. I wish I had. Uh, the screenwriters that's from Austin, Texas, Texas which is just bonkers to me. Um, the novelist, the novelist from Washington, he's from D. Washington, DC. that's a little bit closer, yeah, uh, but still not quite as crazy. And then the director, let's see where this little director is from, little Mr. Curtis Hansen. Curtis Hanson. He's from Reno, Nevada. So somehow,
1: somehow they all collaborated in some way. that were like, we're going to get this right. goddammit. it.
0: We're going to get it right. Uh, Michael Douglas is not from Pennsylvania. However, Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas and he's from Pennsylvania. And so maybe is- he conspired with Michael Douglas. <laughs> I can <could> while- <laughs> see us right now. We're in like
1: an FBI room <laughs> connecting the dots.
0: <laughs> oh man. Could you imagine your name being Michael Douglas and you wanting to be a director or an yeah. actor? And then Michael Douglas is a thing already. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess like I'll just change my name. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't change it legally. Anyway, yeah. we're getting way off topic here. But that—that that was honestly the thing that I—I I, I don't want to say I loved most about it, but it impressed me the most is yeah. how accurate it was to the uh, Pennsylvania weather.
1: hmm it, it was kind of mind-boggling
0: because it takes place
1: in uh Pittsburgh, which yeah. the whole setting looked like it was in Pittsburgh too. Yeah which was really nice. I don't know if they actually filmed there or not. but
0: They did. They did. Okay, so uh, I, I looked Bing, up earlier. Yeah, They're
1: doing their shit in this
0: movie. They're, mm-hmm.
1: they're paying attention to the details here in the background. Um, so obviously the main reason I picked this movie was because of the cast. I have never really ever heard of this movie otherwise. Me
0: neither. Until you told me about it last week, I had heard uh-huh. nothing about it. I was just browsing the
1: Amazons, and mm-hmm. I was just like, there's a lot of people in this movie right now you know what screw it and uh i actually enjoyed it um me too because a the performances were great from pretty much everybody um but there was there was underlying themes you know what i'm saying to like mm-hmm. future stuff like you had mentioned with uh rdj uh that with him, him probably meeting toby mcguire he they maybe were like hey let's do the gay pre scene like scene in tropic thunder in yeah tropic thunder which i was like wow that's mind blowing because for me this movie felt sort of like a kiss kiss bang bang type thing and i was like wow glenn that's mind blowing
0: <laughs> yeah it does kind of have kiss kiss yeah. bang bang
1: vibes especially the, the scene where like that um what's his name uh, what's the what's the name of his uh character in this who? Uh so Var- or Vernon. Vernon. When like that whole Vernon scene was going down where like he got his car back and then Michael Douglas was trying to get that coat back. Yeah. And like that whole scene right there just felt like something from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah.
0: It was it was like something that was kind of dark in tone, yeah. but had humorous undertones, and then ended in a way where admittedly in reality it probably would not end with yeah. uh vernon giving michael douglas a ride after mm-hmm. they had this fight but uh yeah 100 percent, kiss kiss bang bang vibes um and then on top of it all you've got
1: uh and here's this here's a spoiler here for well we already talked about it but here's a spoiler we're going into it uh, at a certain point, Spider-Man kills a dog because he's trying to protect Ant-Man, <laughs> and that's that's a thing. And then you got Iron Man just chilling with the homies, and well, kind of to, chilling a little too much with to Spider-Man. To clarify to, a to point. people,
0: we're talking about the original Ant-Man, which in the MCU is Michael Douglas because he passes the baton to mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Rudd. So we understand that. In the Ant-Man <laughs> movies, Michael Douglas is not Ant-Man, but in yes. the lore, he was. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this was this was kind of a wild ride. I'll, I'll be honest about it. And yeah.
0: I, uh, I enjoyed it more, uh, more than I thought I'm, I would. I'm tired of you picking movies where dogs die yeah, it's, needlessly, though. It's a though.
1: weird theme that doesn't mean to happen ever. Yeah, like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, you, you texted me the other day, and I was just like,
0: what? <laughs> I was like, Glenn, Glenn, yeah, I have to ask you something. You have to be honest with me. <laughs> do like, you okay. hate dogs?
1: <laughs> I, I was even I was even like talking with uh Zach at the moment. I'm like, this is either gonna be really funny or like he's being completely serious. And then you got <laughs> I got the text, I'm like Wait, he knows I love peanut, right? Yeah, like, yeah no <laughs> He I knows don't. I absolutely love his dog peanut. <laughs> and I was just uh, like yeah. But I, I do love dog Yeah <laughs> or, no I, I typed with with every fiber of my being I hate dogs <laughs>
0: But and yeah, he told me that
1: in this that, that the dog died. I'm like,
0: what the fuck? What yeah. am I doing? It's, it's it was just I don't know. I even in this the dog is attacking Michael Douglas, and I'm just like, even Michael Douglas is like, don't shoot him. Yeah, it kind of just but, happens. Yeah, and, it does happen really fast. And, and like
1: Tobey Maguire's character, you understand why it happens, but yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely a
0: he's off his rocker
1: a yeah. bit. Um, but it happened. And I'm like, well, well, let me text
0: Mike real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think my the only thing I don't care about in this film, which it makes sense for the film, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a little voiceover heavy. Yeah. But he's writing a book, so it makes sense why that's the case.
1: Yeah. I just at, at the end it for sure makes sense, but even even with that in like context, it was like I could have done without it, to be yeah. honest.
0: Yeah. Like I would say like maybe like fifty percent of the voiceover is not really needed. It doesn't really add anything except for mm. Maybe it's
1: more, it's more when he's alone. He like does the narration or like like transitions from like from one place to another is when he does the narration. Mm-hmm. Um But like it, it feels like it's more just filler than it is anything else.
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: for um, the transition.
0: But uh, going back to Tobey Maguire, uh, I can't think of another film where he plays or where his performances this good it's I um brothers i'm sure there is one i'm not i'm not a huge toby mcguire fan oh uh, brothers i guess he's he's fantastic mm-hmm. in brothers um but uh yeah he's just he's so he's got a lot of range in this movie yeah which exactly helps. It, he, he's got he's got very sad bits he's got hilarious bits mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a, a range as you said and uh He's definitely got the most range and arc out of every character yeah. in the film, um, so I was I was really impressed with him and and like this character, even though his character was a super edge lord, mm-hmm. just so emo. Mm-hmm. You know, he listened to My Chemical Romance when they came around. Hundred oh, percent. What do you point. think
1: happened with Spider-Man Three?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it it was just very impressive. I it, he's he's an actor that I often forget can actually act because a lot of the characters he gets are very one dimensional. Yeah. Um,
1: he gets overlooked from time to time, but then yeah. you've got movies like this and then brothers where he'll actually bring it home. Um, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of this movie definitely helped a lot of people in the future for their certain roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, cause like I said earlier, there was a lot of themes that like felt like it kind of inspired maybe it's a big maybe like i'm not saying it did for sure but it felt like it inspired some future stuff uh for most of these other people in the future mm-hmm. so which was, which was really cool
0: i i admittedly maybe you can explain this to me okay. i admittedly somewhat stopped paying attention towards the end mm-hmm. cuz i feel like if a movie should have ended i kind of zone out a little bit yeah uh and so so how does Toby Maguire's character end up getting honors at the end? Like, did I miss something? I feel like I definitely missed something because last I saw, he was being arrested. Um, I zoned so out and then
1: he was he was being arrested, and I think the the most the he, the guy the guy the chancellor is the actual Rip torn. Yeah, no, that oh, was oh no, um, he, he was a best selling author. The
0: guy from uh, It Adult Adult What's His Face from the original yeah. It. Yeah,
1: um, he he was out to get michael douglas's character he wasn't out to get you know james lear uh otherwise uh, toby so i think when it all came through like i think uh, michael douglas's phone call kind of pushed it to want to go for michael douglas instead of toby yeah um and then on top of it you had robert downey jr who published uh toby and then also at the same time he published uh the chancellor so there might be like a connection thing there Oh, that so might he, have he been dropped like,
0: charges with the promise of a, of, yeah. of a, a book okay
1: maybe uh, there was no conversation there that made that happen but at, at a certain point michael douglas is like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to put him in jail most it's going to happen is a certain thing and then it, he's like are you, you sure about that and then it kind of just it It is easy to kind of glance over, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like, I,
0: I only zoned out for like a minute and a half, two minutes tops, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, he's no longer in jail, and he's getting a standing ovation from the very person whose dog he killed.
1: Yeah. There was, there was no real uh, – it was a conversation, then it kind of goes away. Okay. Know?
0: Yeah. I got you. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. But uh, to bring it back to that moment – Mm -hmm. I love that ending moment where uh, Michael Douglas walks in and realizes that Tobey Maguire's character is being uh, honored for Mm -hmm. his book and just cheers him on louder than everyone else. Because it it just, I always love movies with like teachers that have like a major influence on someone's life. Yeah. And this was definitely one of those films, Michael Douglas being a professor and kind of a, uh, a, what's the word I'm looking for? God, Toby McGuire looks up to Michael Douglas. Mentor, for, for his books. Mentor. Student there mentor. we go. He's being a mentor. I'll be,
1: be honest. I spaced out for a minute. I came back to you going. <laughs> Maybe I said that mentor word? twice. I
0: might have said mentor twice. Um, but yeah, just the the whole. Kind of leading him down the right path situation, yeah. even though it got hairy at a at a certain point. Yeah, uh, even I, though he
1: exactly isn't on the right path, he tried to lead somebody on the right path them, themselves. Yeah,
0: to, so he didn't make the same mistakes that he did and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, but yeah, that I, I love movies like that, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed this way more than I thought it would, especially with that uh, slightly creepy poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it literally looks like a, a
1: Christmas movie, uh, type. Poster. It's mm-hmm. it's so funny. Uh yeah, at a certain point watching this movie, I came downstairs to like uh just probably get some food. And I'm like, Hey Olivia. Olivia's my roommate. I was like, hey Olivia. I'm watching a movie right now about an author making a book and like helping another person throughout some shit. And then realizing that how I was dressed, I'm wearing like a sweater that makes me look like a wicked author. Like, I look like I've been writing a book for about six <laughs> years myself. I was like, I literally, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I am fitting the mold today, aren't I? <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, so we, that was that was fun.
0: Yeah, I don't really have too much more to say about this. Um, it's, yeah, the only
1: it, other thing I would have to say is, like, being a writer has to suck, you know? sometimes because like you, I mean I,
0: like, I want to be a writer being a writer seems like the greatest thing to me like, I would
1: I, I would I feel like I'm a better producer than I would ever be a writer myself yeah but, uh, but I feel like I feel like you, once like you come out with something that's huge like it's so hard to like come up with that and like I understand that whole point that's why a lot of movies are like this where like it's yeah. like a one thing you do and then like the rest of your life you're not really remembered for anything yeah. else. I mean
0: I, I, I'm obviously not an established writer but like, yeah you, you gotta just not come you got to compartmentalize all that like mm. once you can't compare your books to each other especially yeah. if they're so different
1: um yeah, and, and like having having that like mentality of like oh well i gotta make it better than my last kind of yeah. has to suck and then not only that it also the, you've constantly reminded of it all the time yeah. too
0: i mean that's kind of what happened with me with uh eugene versus humanity and then like i just couldn't write things for a while mm-hmm. and then i was like i gotta stop comparing what i am writing yeah. To Eugene versus Humanity And yeah. then once I did I wrote something within like the next week so. mm-hmm. Yeah it's it's it's
1: gotta be like a good feeling To just move on from that it, Yeah it definitely is But it, I mean for other people out there It's just not that easy And they're constantly And they can't get out of the, that rut And that's, yeah. that's gotta suck Like comparing that more to a real life thing You definitely see a lot of these characters With that problem In movies like this and so on Absolutely But uh, I mean other than that Yeah I That's really all I have to talk about too
0: yeah, same. So let's get into the Judgment Glenderman button. This was your pick. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to do the dirty deed first. Does Wonder Boys become a little shelf boy with the likes of... i got to pick something else. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got a good chunk
1: of movies now, too. Midsummer, like,
0: Midsummer's one. Midsummer. And... I really need to start The Untouchables. The Untouchables is definitely on there. Look at that. Yeah, there we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised with this. I uh, didn't expect anything from this. I looked at the cast and was like, yo, we're watching it. Get ready. And then it's got this movie poster. And then (laughs) I I think it was definitely better than I expected. And knowing that maybe this inspired a lot of things in the future that were also great in the Mm -hmm. future. Uh, I think definitely had a helping hand for me personally, and then just you know that everybody this like it was a star-studded cast, and that everybody was great in it. We didn't really talk about Frances McDormand a lot, but she's great in almost everything she's in. She,
0: absolutely, yeah. Um, this was uh, I, this was a few years after Fargo as well, so. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, I think I think personally, this belongs on a shelf boy shelf.
0: Yeah, uh, if uh, if I'm honest, I'm probably not as strong feeling about it as you. I was gonna mm-hmm. kind of wait to see what you. Uh, thought before I made yeah. my, my decision. It's not like a um, five
1: stars or anything, but I, I think it's definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I,
0: I agree. I, I do believe it is is worthy of the shelf uh, with the performances and all that. And, Gene, just for the accuracy of Pennsylvania weather, that's mm-hmm. enough of a reason to be put on a shelf. Absolutely. So, Wonder Boys makes it onto the shelf with the likes of movies that are on the shelf. <laughs> that brings us to our plugs for next week. Glenn, what
1: is your plug? Uh, all right, so I actually had forgotten to mention this last week, but I and this is kind of a cop-out this week. I couldn't really find any other plugs. But uh, I had watched the new Cobra Kai uh, that came out on Netflix. There's now, I think, three seasons of it
0: <laughs> right now,
1: which is actually awesome because if you're left, if you started watching before and you had only watched season one and then season two, it's kind of like alright, well, where the hell is this going? But at season three, it kind of is a, like a nice drop-off, because I watched all three in like three days. Um, it's like a really nice drop-off to where like, okay, now I need to know, like, know what's going on in the next season. Yeah. This show's got its ups and downs. I was never a Karate Kid fan to begin with, personally. But I think as far as the three seasons goes, it, it it's worth it. It's worth the watch. The action scenes are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um the biggest fault with this and a lot of people will argue with me on it about it. Cause like, it was like, you know, the point of all the movies to begin with is if people just had talked to each other, like actual fucking adults, a lot of the problems in this movie wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, it's the thing. It's like a rivalry between, uh, Daniel Russo and Johnny. Um, just it's constant rivalry but like if like they're they're adults like if they literally just had like talked to each other about a certain thing while they were seeing each other at the moments like it would just not be happening and everybody should have lawsuits and be locked up in this show but we're gonna keep <laughs> watching it like everybody's beating each other's ass in public yeah. but like you know yeah they're, they're fine they're fine yeah i watched but,
0: the, i watched the first episode uh i i liked it i just didn't Continue watching it. I will get yeah. go back to it eventually. But I it's think just.
1: I think right now is a good point where it's like, all right, now I'm actually anticipating what's going mm-hmm. to happen next. But unfortunately, it's three seasons of shit you have to watch. Yeah, not not shit. I won't. It's not shit.
0: Sh- but you meant shit isn't stuff, not yeah, yeah. Just
1: it's, it's <laughs> you gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. Uh, if you were if you were watching Karate Kid. You're going to love it. I was talking to my mom about it, and she was just like, oh, my God, I love that show. I'm sure you did. She's like, listen, and I I brought up the argument thing about, like, the talking. And she's like, yeah, but you got to understand. Like, you're not, you didn't watch Karate Kid growing up. Like, it's not your thing. like, no, it's my thing. It's just just fucking talk to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's it's funny.
1: But regardless, (laughs) Cobra Kai, it's on Netflix. There's three seasons right now. They're obviously working on a fourth, but I'm sure COVID's probably restricting that a little bit
0: eye Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory.
1: Yeah. Johnny, I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is a guy who's ashy-cated. If you want to get technical, I kick this face. <laughs> hey, where you going, come oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm <laughs>
0: Hey,
1: watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> was that like taekwondo or something it's karate do you think you could teach me
0: i'm driving home from work yesterday and in this strip mall i see after 30 years i thought that guy might have changed but he's still the same prick i heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers i didn't beat up any teenagers (laughs) i kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it Thinks he can bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Yeah. Not on my watch. You want those kids at school to keep dumping things on your head? You want all the girls to think you're a wangless dork? You're going to be my karate teacher?
1: No.
0: I'm going to be your sensei. Yeah. But anyway, um,
1: Michael Magusto.
0: My uh, plug for this week is A24's screening room. Uh, A24 has kind of coded and built in a way for people to watch films that are limited releases uh, mm-hmm. by purchasing tickets for them, uh, kind of making it more than just like watch it whenever it kind of bringing the whole still kind of based around a showtime but also watched the comfort of your home. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's hard to explain but it's like a mix but uh, I, I like it. I like that you only have like a certain amount of time to watch it. Um, okay. Uh, and so that's screening room at, a 24 films, uh, right now they have tickets that you can purchase for sh- certain times on, uh, for the film Minari, which so is the, it's like, it's like a trying
1: to be movie, movie theater experience, which is pretty, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and also just trying to limit the amount of people that see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I also respect because they're—I'm sure they're still trying to push people to go to theaters because A24 yeah. is the only thing, gonna keep us alive, Glenn. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing keeping my blood pumping. Yeah, I love A24, and they deserve everything in the world. Absolutely, and everyone thinks I'm like a A24, like cultist but I'm not because my favorite movie is an A24 film but my least favorite f- film is also A24 yeah I it's so, <laughs> that's, that's
1: very it's a very love-hate relationship yes, but also but I like, mostly love
0: <laughs> I like their business model Yeah, so that, that is why I, I talk about them all the time anyway that is screeningroom.a24films.com you can purchase tickets for a showtime for the film Minari which they are going to release on the platform Friday February 12th and yeah Tickets go on sale on February 8th, so you can check that, John, out. All right. Yeah. That brings us to our pick of the week for next week, or our assignment for the week for next week, and it is Streaming Roulette Week. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, we spin the Streaming Roulette wheel three times, and pick out of those three options, unless we don't like those options, Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of make up our own rules.
1: That's in the fine print. Who knows? But without
0: any further ado, here comes the first spin. (laughs) Greedy Lying Bastards. I like that title, but it doesn't look promising. 2012 film? Yeah, 2012. That's that's the year we were all going to die. It it is a documentary. Yeah, we're going to die in 2012. Uh, it's a documentary, uh, Melting Sea Ice, Glacier l- Loss, and Rising Sea Levels, Severe Droughts and Wildfires, Increasingly Severe Tornadoes. Oh, my God. Hurricanes and flooding. It's flooding it's record heat waves. Climate change is no longer a prediction of the future, but starting to be a reality today. Uh, th- it goes on from there, but that's that. It is a documentary uh, directed by Craig Scott Rosebraugh and written by Patrick Gambuti Jr. and uh, Craig, good old Craig himself. Uh <laughs> And starring a bunch of people, politicians. Mainly politicians, yes. Yep. Uh, So that is Greedy Lying Bastards, which it seems like the best thing about it is the title. Hmm. Uh, 5.7 on IMDb, 56 Metacritic score. That is on Amazon Prime. That is our first option. Our second spin is underway. I Will Always Love You, 2006, yeah. Starring Richard... Get... Katirez, uh, Angel Loshin, With Baron Miley, and Tuesday Vargas, uh, directed by Mac Alejandra and written by Roselle E. Monteverda and RJ Nueves. Oh, there's there's three more. Uh, Suzette Doctoro and uh, no, so that was the last one. They lied to me. Uh, I Will Always Love You is about two people learn to what real love is all about. I'm so bad at this Two right now. They both learn about making long-term commitment tough. and giving each other dignity and respect. The story offers hope, positivity, and the kind of escapism that renders pleasant dreams and something to reach and something to reach for. Bring your hanky; it's a tearjerker, but it will make you <sighs> leap in tears of joys. Uh, it is a Filipino movie, um, so that is "I Will Always Love You." That is going to be on. It doesn't say Amazon. It's going to be on Amazon. I will always love you. That brings us to our third and final, maybe, spin uh, that's <laughs> happening now. Oh my God. Oh, Glenn. Actually, this is not okay. This is not a feature film, so we're not doing that one. But just so you know, how terrible and how almost terrible it was, the history of Christmas and Santa Claus, Santa oh. sleigh ride. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that is a short film, so we're not watching that one. <laughs> Apocalypse Road. Oh God! Look at that IMDb score when you get it on 2016.
1: Oh, that is a movie.
0: That is a movie on Amazon Prime. Uh, Apocalypse Road follows the journey of two sisters while separated during a post-apocalyptic depression. Uh, written and directed by Brett Bentman, starring Katie Kohler, Ashlyn McEvers, Lance de los Santos, ooh, I like that name, sorry, <laughs> and Nelly Sci- Uh And that's on Amazon Prime. It looks very low-budget, like micro-budget. They don't even post the budget. (sighs) And that is a 3.4 out of 10 on IMDb. I
1: like one of the... I just came across one of the reviews. If you're a Marvel multi-billion dollar movie guy, don't watch this. If you love indie flicks, watch this. Very artistic in thought. The poster is a tad misleading, but the movie isn't really that bad.
0: The thing, I it seems like it's... Like I, I, I'm sure it's better than a lot of people think. Mhm. But it also does not look good. I it's I just just uh, this is quite a selection. This is probably one of the uh, one of the worst ones. I I wish we had that Batman one or whatever it was. Or that dog bat or whatever it was called. Yeah. Or Fox bat. Um. So I'm gonna let you decide. Should we ask the film gods? Spin a fourth time and see I if think, the film gods let's see what the fourth is. Okay. So let's see what the film gods say. Men from the monastery. It looks what like the a, fuck? It, it's a kung fu movie. It looks like.
1: Oh. Otherwise known as uh, Zhao Zhao Lin Zidi. Die. Uh, from 1974. Oh wait, what the fuck? Wait, is this the same movie? It's also called Dragon's Teeth. Yeah,
0: 1974. Uh, also known as Xiao Lin Ziji and Dragon's Teeth. Uh, it is directed by Che Chang and written by Che Chang and Kuang Ni. Uh, starring Quan Tai Cheng, Sheng Fu, Kwan Chun Chi, and Qi Hong Cheng. Uh, it is about when the godfather of Kung Fu film Cheng Che decided to tell the stories with Alexander Fu Cheng, Cheng Kwan Tai, and Chi Quang Chung. In the roles. (laughs) Sorry, I I had to open it more. Uh, It was cause for celebration. This film is one of the most beloved. This is not a synopsis. Each Uh, hero is given his
1: own story. When they come all together in the final day-long battle with hundreds of troops, the effect is unforgettable. So, I guess it's about a couple different characters, and then a thing happens at the end?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, in my mind, the film gods were like You don't deserve greatness, but yeah, good luck depicting what this is. Yeah, but also, here's a kung fu movie, (laughs) and this is on Amazon Prime. It has three titles, uh, one of which is in in Mandarin or Cantonese. Uh, I'm not sure what Mandarin says, Mandarin. Uh, oh my god, no, it's got it's (laughs) men from the monastery, aka disciples of death. A.K.A. Dragon's Teeth, A.K.A. Shaolin ZG. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why uh, not? <laughs> so uh, yeah, we haven't done a kung fu film, so I think this would be fun.
1: Yeah, might as well. <laughs> so, right, so they were kind of good to us, but they were like, just decrypt what the fuck is happening. Yeah,
0: here. yeah, and and also we're gonna make you probably mispronounce all these Mandarin names. Yeah. Again, as always, I apologize ahead of time. I reckon that I've killed most of them. My father was murdered,
1: and you know it too. He killed himself.
0: And that is that.
1: <laughs> you Chen, you want trouble? You're just protecting Qin Lun. But I'm going to get them though.
0: Now Chin Chung and his men have raised Shaolin. But as long as we live, we shall fight. <laughs> so that is our assignment for next week which is men from the monastery aka disciples of death aka *Dragonsteed*, aka wow. shaolin dd that is on amazon prime as always you can check out our website keystonefilmreview.com on instagram keystone underscore film underscore review twitter keystone underscore film facebook keystone film review youtube keystone film review and on letterboxd i am mike kfr and i am glenn kfr and that will do it until next week when we watch a kung fu film which i believe glenn you're a fan of i do like some kung fu i am hit or miss with them i like mm-hmm. hero and and jetly's fearless and yep. others house of flying daggers is good kung fu hustle kung fu Hustle. Oh, i love kung fu hustle goodbye everybody
1: and then he longingly said goodbye looks deep into the abyss of the twilight knowing that he will see you guys next week goodbye <laughs>